0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Paper Mate Pens bring you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Put yourself in this picture. You're stretched out in a big easy chair, toasting your toes near a big log fire. You feel secure, contented, because you know you have a little pile of money that's earning extra money for you every day. How about it? Wouldn't you like to be in that picture? Well, you can, and there's really nothing difficult about it at all. Just start saving today. No matter how small your income... You can invest in United States savings bonds on the payroll savings plan. You can save a little at a time, so you won't even miss it. Say you sign up for $3.75 a week on the plan. That small saving can bring you more than $1,000 in bonds a lot sooner than you think. Because when they mature, you get back $4 for every three you put in. $100 for every 75 invested. Start saving now the automatic way on the payroll savings plan. You'll feel more secure tomorrow if you invest in United States savings bonds today. Mrs. McGee's Ladies Club started a plan last week to raise money for its Christmas fund. Each member has taken $10 from the Treasury to invest in whatever way she chooses and return the profits to the fund. So guess who's handling Mrs. McGee's investments? Yep. He's Just coming up the front steps now with his arms full of newspapers and his head full of excitement.
0: Boy, oh boy, wait a minute. Here's what I did. What'll I tell her about the dough I'm going to make for you? Hey, Molly. Molly. Hey, Molly. Where are you? Come here, kiddo. Quick. What is it? What is it? What'd you do? Who's
2: after you? Oh, nobody's. Never mind the details now. Run upstairs and hide in the attic. I'll hold off the posse at the crossroads, partner, while you saddle up and get across the border. Oh, no, no. Just relax, Tootsie. I'm in no trouble. Well, good for you. Help me
0: look through these newspapers, will you? I just invested your $10 in a sure thing, kiddo. Sure
2: thing? Oh, McGee, not the horse race, you didn't.
0: I didn't say I did. You said that. Well, thank goodness. I'm no pigeon, Molly. I'm a businessman. That's why the minute this other businessman called me into his office downtown this morning and offered me this proposition, I knew what, right...
2: What man in what office?
0: Well, it wasn't an office, really. It was just a doorway in the alley. Alley? I was walking down Oak Street this morning on the way to Kramer's Drugstore to get a sandwich. And I cut through the alley for a shortcut, see? I was walking through the alley, kicking an empty tin can along. You know, like we used to do when we were kids. And all of a sudden, I heard a funny noise. Well, I didn't pay any attention.
3: Hey.
0: Over here. Oh, oh, hi, bud. I didn't
3: see you standing there in the shadows. Well, I don't want to be seen, sir. I'm in town incognito. Uh, uh, do you have a match? Match? Oh, yeah, sure. Here you are. Oh, incognito, huh? Yes. a matter of fact, I slipped into town to look over some investment opportunities for my firm. Oh. Confidential, of course. Wall Street, you know. Ah, uh, yes, Wall Street.
0: Yes. matter of fact, I'm sort of in the investment business myself.
3: Off and on. You know, I had that feeling the minute I saw you coming. I said to myself, here is a man who knows investments. You did, huh?
0: Gee whiz, how could you tell that?
3: Well, there was something about the way you were kicking that can along, sir. Sort of in a determined, straightforward, intelligent manner. Ah, uh, just a character trait, I guess, and I've never realized it myself. Most men kick a tin can and it goes all over the alley, but not you, sir. You've got character.
0: Well, gee, thanks. I guess I have at that.
3: Well, say, Mr, uh... uh Shoppington. H.J. Shoppington. Just call me H.J. Uh, my
0: name is McGee. Fibber McGee.
3: H.J.? I was just going to say, why don't you come along to Kramer's Drugstore with me for lunch? I'll buy you a root beer. Well, I'd like to, but I'm on my way to the railroad station. The train leaves in a few minutes, got to get back to New York. But I want you to know that it was a pleasure talking with a man of your caliber. Well, thanks, H.J. Well, look me up next time you're in town. Happy to. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, just a minute. Huh? Well, you you dropped your ring, sir. And I must say, you have expensive taste. Hmm? I'm an expert on jewelry, and this star sapphire must be worth at least $1,000. Here you are. Oh, that's not my ring, Bud, or H.J. Wow, look at that baby sparkle. Isn't yours? Well, my word, what do you know about that? It must have been lying right here in this alley the whole time we were talking. Well, imagine that.
0: Well, you sure were lucky to find it. I wish I'd seen it. Gosh, a ring worth a thousand bucks.
3: Well, now, you know, I don't think this is fair. We were both standing here. I think we ought to split the reward. Reward? Oh, well, somebody's bound to run an ad in the paper with a big reward for a valuable ring like this. Probably offer, oh, three, four hundred dollars to get it back. I think you and I ought to split it. You do? Well, gee whiz, well, I mean... Look, uh, my train is due in a couple of minutes. I won't be here to claim the reward. Now, why don't you take it? All of it? Oh, my gosh, I couldn't take all of it. Well, I'll tell you what. Just give me, oh, say, a hundred, you know, to tip the dining car stewards with, and take the ring. Keep the reward. Well,
0: gee, that's fair enough, all right, but I don't happen to have that much on me. Oh,
3: well, the money means nothing. Uh, Make it 50. Well, to tell you the truth... How much have you got...
0: Well, just this ten dollars here. My wife gave this to me to invest for her. It's a deal. Give me the
3: ten. Here's your ring. Oh, gee, I hate to take advantage. Now, I've got to get a cab now and grab that noon train. Taxi.
0: So that's how I took your ten bucks, Molly, and run it up to probably three or four hundred. Look at that ring. Ain't it a beauty? That, oh, McGee. Well, we got no time to waste admiring it now, though. Help me look through the lost and found. As soon as we find out how big the reward is, I'll take the ring back, collect the dough, and you'll have all. <laughs>
2: don't see any ad about a lost ring. And Oh, look, McGee. Here's an ad for paper pens.
0: Oh? Oh, yeah. Say, that looks just like my new white one here. Does it mention that paper pens come in seven different color stylings at only $1.69 each? Yes, and it
2: calls attention to the thing I like about it, the fact that paper pens can't leak. Well, Natch. So you can't get ink stains on your hands and your clothes. The point is always clean. It never needs wiping. The ink
0: won't smear either, and it won't transfer, on account of because it dries the minute it touches the paper. That's why Papermate is the pen approved by school principals and bankers everywhere. It
2: mentions that right here, sweetheart. Oh? Papermate pens are used in over 7,000 banks every day. betcha. It's pretty hard to beat a recommendation like that, isn't it? You said it,
0: kiddo. And Papermate's going to be on a lot of Christmas gift lists this year, too.
2: Yes, it will. So if you haven't tried the Papermate pen, go get one. You can buy them anyplace for $1.69.
0: Once you've tried a paper, mate, you'll see what we mean. This is a very peculiar situation, Molly. That's
2: the understatement of the last hundred years. I've
0: looked through all the lost and founds three times and no ad.
2: Terry, let's face it, there won't be any ad for that ring because that thing wasn't lost.
0: What you mean wasn't lost? I got it right here on my finger. It had to be lost
2: on it. A... Take that hunk of junk off. Your finger's turning green clear to the elbow.
0: Holy smoke, it is turning green. A thousand dollar ring oughtn't to do that. Say, Molly, you don't think. I mean. Do you? Yes, I do.
2: You have been, to put it in delicately,
0: took. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't understand it. He had such an honest face. They
2: always have an honest face. That man probably has a pocket full of those rings. He just goes from town to town waiting in alleys for a likely-looking prospect. Well, he
0: sure found one. He could have looked all over town and never found a stupider, dumber, easier-took took knocker than me.
2: Don't feel so badly, sweetheart.
0: I make me sick.
2: You're not the first one to fall for that old swindle. Well? You're not dumb.
0: You're just sweet and
2: honest. And you think everybody else is honest, too. That's the reason. Yeah. Yeah, I guess
0: you're right. I'm too honest. Too naive. Guy that's honest don't expect to get swindled. Hey! Huh? If this ring swindle works on a medium-sized, sweet, simple, honest guy like me, it ought to work on a big, fat, sweet, simple, honest guy like you-know-who, kiddo. This is Doc Gamble's late night at the office, isn't it? Monday? Yes. And this is just about the time he sneaks out of his office and cuts through that same alley to go over to Kramer's drugstore for a snack.
2: Yes, but McGee... This is
0: all for charity, it, kiddo. For your club. Where's my hat? I'm off to get our money back. <laughs> the next patient wait in the front office, Miss Ogilvie. I'm going to duck out the back way and over to Kramer's for a sandwich. Be back in about 20 minutes. Ah, it's good to get a breath of fresh air. Even this alley smells better than that office of mine. Oh, look at that tin can. I remember how we used to kick those things along the sidewalk when we were kids. <laughs> ah, those were the days. Just walking along, kicking a can. Hey, Doc. Who's that? Oh, it's you, McGee. What are you doing hiding in an alley? Uh, I'm not hiding, Doc. I'm incognito. You got a match? A match? Sure, but what are you doing there? You know, alley- Doc, I was just noticing the way you were kicking that can down the alley just now. Oh, well, I I was just remembering how he used to do it as kids. Uh, yes, sir. Some guys, when they kick a can, it goes all over the alley. But not you. You kick it straight forward in a determined, intelligent manner. You got character. Come out here in the light a minute and stick out your tongue. You feel feverish? No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Step over here in the shadows a minute, Doc. I want to talk to you about investments. I don't know what you're trying to sell me, mealy mouth, but I'm not buying. Stop talking like a confidence man. Come along to Kramer's drugstore with me. I'll buy you root beer. I'd like to, Doc, but I can't. I'm just on my way to catch a a streetcar. Gotta get back to Wall Street. or uh, back home. Well, don't let me detain you. My streetcar leaves in a few minutes. I just want to say it was nice talking to a man of your caliber, Doctor. I wish I could say the same. Give my regards to Molly. Oh, just a minute, Doc. Huh? You dropped your ring, doctor. It's around here someplace. I just put it a... Oh, here it is. Right by this garbage can. What is he trying to pull? I can go along with a gag. Of... What'd you say, McGee? I said you dropped your ring, doctor. I must say you have mighty expensive taste in jewelry. Oh, naturally. I'd say this star sapphire is worth about $1,000. Here you are. Oh, I am so careless with my jewelry. Didn't even realize I dropped it. Thanks a lot, sir, and I must compliment you on your honesty. <laughs> Anytime you find a watch, look me up. Good night. Huh? Hey, wait a minute. Hey, come back here. Come back here with that ring, you big robber. You saw me drop it. You said yourself. Give me that ring, you big swindler. Hey, come back here, Doc. Hey, wait. Hey. <laughs>
1: Fibber and Molly will be right back Your radio dial is the key to a veritable mecca of entertainment When you set it here to your NBC station Tomorrow night, for example, you'll hear the tops in mystery and excitement As NBC presents three top-flight adventure shows There's Dragnet, the true stories of your police force in action Rocky Fortune, starring Frank Sinatra and Barry Craig, confidential investigator, with William Gargan in the title role. You'll hear the best in true-life police stories when you tune to Dragnet, starring Jack Webb in the role of Sergeant Joe Friday. Dragnet takes you step-by-step on the side of the law in the reenactment of an actual police case. From crime to punishment, Dragnet is true. From beginning to end, Dragnet is exciting listening. Hear it tomorrow on most NBC stations, and listen as Frank Sinatra portrays the footloose and fancy-free Rocky Fortune. An adventurous young man always in the midst of an intriguing situation. Tuesday is terrific when you listen to the fine shows on the NBC radio network. Hear them all tomorrow.
2: So I had
0: to tell Doc all about the whole thing, Molly, before he'd give me my ring back. Should have let him keep it. By gosh, I'm not licked yet. I'll work something out. I'm no quitter. Good for you. I told you I'd run that ten bucks up to a hundred for your ladies' club Christmas fund to eat my hat. And by George, when I make you a promise like that, I wish I knew what the heck I'm going to do next. (laughs) Me, too. Think of something.
1: Good
2: night. Good night, all.
1: NBC and Papermate 10s have brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Bill Conrad as the Confidence Man. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly.
3: Laugh tonight with Can You Top This on the NBC Radio Network.